Hello and welcome to Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, July 12, 2023. It is the 193rd day of the year and National Simplicity Day. A day to declutter your home, your office, or your mind and just keep it simple which is not that easy to do in this fast-paced, technology-driven world that we live in. You may have heard of the KISS rule, keep it simple, stupid. That's what we're going to try and do today. Today is also Etch-A-Sketch Day, and I know that instantly brings back memories of your childhood, unless you're still in your 20s or maybe even 30s. Talk about keeping it simple. Could you imagine giving an Etch-A-Sketch to a kid today who's playing video games? If you were around for the Etch-A-Sketch, then you also remember the incredible invention of Pong. Speaking of video games, it was on this day in 1960 that Etch-A-Sketch became available in stores. The first one, no surprise, was a store in New York. In 2003, it was listed on the Century of Toys list by the National Toy Association. And fear not, on the food calendar, it's hashtag National Pecan or Pecan Pie Day. Sign me up for a simple day of using my Etch-A-Sketch and eating pecan pie. Oh, and you may want to grab a Powerball ticket or two or three. Tonight's jackpot is more than $725 million. You know what they say, you got to be in it to win it. President Biden in Lithuania declaring a state of emergency for Vermont, which is dealing with historic flooding. Vermont Governor Phil Scott. The good news is the rain has stopped in some areas, but that does not mean waters will immediately recede. They may, in fact, continue to rise. And even though the sun may shine later today and tomorrow, we expect more rain later this week. The Army and Air National Guard now activated to help in the response and rescue efforts. At the NATO summit in Lithuania, the president participated in several NATO council meetings overnight and then met separately with President Zelensky of Ukraine. I'm grateful to President Biden and to the Congress and to the people of the United States that are truly the leaders in support and assistance to Ukraine. We highly appreciate this. Ukrainian President Zelensky, who does speak English, speaking through an interpreter there in Lithuania. NATO has taken a big step in the process towards admitting Ukraine into the alliance by signing a council to review the country's membership. Amanda Sloat is the National Security Council's senior director for Europe. We've noted progress that Ukraine has made in a number of areas. Uh, and we've also said that ministers will keep under regular review progress on Ukraine's membership. So there you go. Someday, Ukraine will likely be a member of NATO. In the meantime, the alliance agreeing on a deal that will include more military equipment, training, and intelligence sharing for Ukraine. Several world leaders, including President Biden, also signing the treaty supporting Finland and Sweden's entry into NATO. After delivering remarks this afternoon about how the U.S. and NATO are working together, President Biden, the Washington entourage, and some members of the press will head to Finland. More from Greg Kelly. He gets to Lithuania, and there's plenty of awkwardness, all right? That's the president of Lithuania, who just seems to be totally running the show. I mean, okay, yeah, he grabs him, manhandles him a little bit, sit down, kind of ordering our president around. You know, he's Joe Biden, but he's still our president. And uh, let's see. Oh, how to get out of a car. 
he should know this by now, right? Go to the red carpet. He doesn't make it all the way to the red carpet. He's got to tell him. I don't know. It, are we nitpicking a little bit? I, I don't think so. I think he should be better at this stuff. And then there was this moment. Joe is he's studying his notes for a while, just really, really studying it. And then and then he starts talking. Mr. President, it's good to see you again. I'd like to be with you. And, uh, you know, we're in this historic summer meeting. You see that, Mr. <laughs> I don't know. We are nitpicking a little bit, but it comes with the territory. Oh, and then there was this, this guy who promised transparency to be honest and open with the reporters. Every time there's a question, he just kind of stares. Oh, President Zelensky called this President Zelensky said it was absurd that Ukraine doesn't have a timeline for membership. What do you make of his comments, Mr. President? What's Ukraine's timeline for membership? Tony Blinken, right? Secretary of State, he just looks embarrassed to be there. Um, and what happens behind the scenes? I mean, here he is being all he can be in public. Behind the scenes, I hear it's even worse. Military veteran Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports, 10 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. Florida Congressman Matt Gates spoke about it with Eric Bowling. Florida Congressman Matt Gates, good to have you on, Congressman. So the world kind of looks at Biden and goes, oh, God, that's the guy. But I remember not too long ago, Trump muscling his way in. And whether they liked him or not, they respected him, Matt. President Trump's foreign policy was unpredictable and effective. Joe Biden's foreign policy is paint by numbers, and I don't quite know yet what the Biden doctrine is, but I get the sense that it probably has a half-life at this point because he's sleepwalking us into World War III the way a dementia patient would sleepwalk into a late-night Waffle House. Let's talk about what's actually going on at NATO right now. The $115 billion we sent Ukraine is not enough. Now they're talking about giving Ukraine Israel-like security status so that we have to pay to be the block captain of Ukraine forever. And I think one can reasonably ask the question, has NATO expansion made us safer? I mean, has it really? Are we safer today than we were before NATO expanded into the Baltics and put us now on the brink of war? I mean, we have Democrat uh, Seth Moulton and Democrat Steny Hoyer have already said we are at war with Russia. That's not exactly what we signed up for with Sleepy Joe as the president of the United States. Yeah, and maybe if you do, in fact, put NATO, uh, put Ukraine in NATO, you, you might actually pick a fight with Russia and end up at war with Russia, even if you don't By want to. By the way, to. why would you pick Ukraine? Why not extend NATO, NATO to Russia and make it an anti-China alliance? Like, are, are we really thinking that we're more afraid of the broke down tanks from Russia than the fact that China is building a secret military base on the island of Cuba 90 miles away? from the United States. Like if we had to pick Russia or Ukraine for NATO, one could reasonably make the argument that no Russia question. probably provides more benefit long term. No question. No question. How about we keep both <laughs> we keep them both at bay. Eric Bowling with Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. Yesterday I played a segment from Sky News where the anchors were literally laughing at Joe Biden. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, please go back and listen. In the next segment, Eric describes a Saudi TV show with a Saturday Night Live type of skit mocking President Biden. Look at this, and I'm going to show you, this is some Saudi comics poking fun at Joe Biden at his age. He's lost. He doesn't know where he's going. And it's, you know, it's, it's funny, but it's, it's, it's sad that uh, American, look, he, they have him waving. He doesn't know where he's going. They're really nailing the actual Joe Biden. You can 
put Joe actually in that film, and it would kind of look like one of his press conferences. Uh, that could be either Joe Biden or Dick Cheney, to be honest with you. But uh, while Saudi Arabia is laughing in our face, Eric, at the same time, they're cutting deals with Iran, their former forever enemy, so that they're trading more energy in the wand. The, the true legacy of Joe Biden's foreign policy is whether it's the African Union moving away from the dollar or the BRICS system moving away from the dollar or the Saudis who are laughing in his face moving away from the dollar. We are in a world where what we create and produce and provide in the United States of America is going to inure to the benefit of our people less and less because he's done so much to damage you, you, our you country. Are, you are, you're nailing it, Matt. You are nailing, Congressman, because if Saudi Arabia... And China, for example, China's a big buyer, Saudi's the seller. If they start trading oil in Yuan or if China decides to trade with Russia in Yuan, you remove the dollar as the oil currency, the currency, the global currency for oil. Very damning, very undermining and, and very detrimental to our economy. Newsmax is Eric Bowling with Congressman Matt Gates. This is a very serious and very dangerous issue. Eric Bowling, as you may or may not know, started out in the financial industry as an oil trader. So he does know what he's talking about. Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, was also the focus of a hearing on Capitol Hill Tuesday. Senators wanting answers from the PGA on its merger with Saudi-backed Live Golf. Families of 9-11 victims also wanting answers from the PGA. Sean Kreisman, co-host of National Report. But the 9-11 Families United have put out a statement saying this, quote, now the PGA Tour and Monahan appear to have become just more paid Saudi shills, taking billions of dollars to cleanse the Saudi reputation so that Americans and the world will forget how the kingdom spent their billions of dollars before 9-11 to fund terrorism, spread their vitriolic hatred of Americans and finance al-Qaeda and the murder of our loved ones. Make no mistake, we will never forget, unquote. And there is uh, the underlying difficulty with 9-11 with, uh, survivors, friends, families of those that have lost loved ones in that, um, really upset about this. Senator, what do you say to those folks? Well, first of all, I have the deepest sympathy for 9-11 families. I, I support their efforts in trying to obtain the information both the U.S. and the Saudi governments is withholding from them. I'll point out that the... Uh, the member of the PGA Tour board that reached out to Saudi Arabia, Jimmy Dunn, lost 40% of his colleagues in the World Trade Center terrorist attack. Uh, so Jimmy Dunn has a love for the game, understood the existential threat that uh, PGA Tour uh, was under because of the live. Now, I'd also point out that uh, if, if you drive a car, if you use any oil-based product, I mean, you're, you're partly responsible for filling up the coffers of uh, the public investment fund of Saudi Arabia. Uh, they have six to seven hundred billion dollars in that fund compared to about a billion and a quarter of assets of the PGA Tour. It's, it's not a fair commercial fight in any way, shape or form. And, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, you can't expect Saudi Arabia to just burn that cash. They're going to invest it somewhere. And in the end, you have to recognize real politics. I'd rather have Saudi Arabia invest that money in the United States rather than in China or Russia, and I would also point out, if Saudis, if the kingdom's investment in sports worldwide, including golf, helps them to modernize, uh, helps them to offer uh, greater rights to their women, 
Wouldn't that be a good thing? I, I think we need to stop looking at uh, countries that uh, we don't necessarily agree with their behaviors or that their cultures are odd with ours as irredeemably evil. Uh, we need to work and deal with the, the world as it is, face those realities, and try and improve people's behavior over time. That's Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson, a member of the Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. This is a very controversial and delicate argument, a touchy, touchy subject. No matter what you say, you're going to make someone mad. Some of the things he said seem to make sense in the big picture and long term. But is it really necessary? Does it really do anything for our country? I mean, what would it mean if the PGA folded up in a few years? To me, it's kind of like saying, if you can't beat them, join them at the expense of American integrity. I'd love to see some thoughts and reaction on Twitter at Newsmax, at Newsmax Podcasts, at Radio underscore Marino. What do you think? How do you feel? This is a big, big issue. I mentioned yesterday 19 or 15, excuse me, 15 of the 19 9-11 terrorists were Saudi citizens. Osama bin Laden was a Saudi. They burn our flag. Donald Trump, who we know loves America and puts America first, thinks the merger is good. Donald Trump owns 14, 15, however many golf courses. Maybe it's good for golf. I don't know. Personally, I don't care about golf, but it is a multi-billion dollar industry in America. I never watch it on TV. I don't really care that much. I know that my house is worth more because I live on a golf course. Again, take it to Twitter. We know Trump loves golf, right? So he also loves UFC. He was at the UFC event in Vegas on Saturday night. He has been to many of the events. And if you're a fan, you know that UFC loves Donald Trump. Carl Higby is a fan, and he spoke with UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz. Well, as our next guest could probably tell us with complete certainty, when you punch a guy in the face, that guy feels the pain. And it's greatly weakened. It's pretty simple. But fortunately for Donald Trump, this same principle does not apply with regards to the judicial system. Because no matter how many times Trump gets figuratively punched with various legal indictments, it only seems to strengthen him. That's amazing. But according to a recent polling, the nearly a quarter of Republicans say they're more likely to support Trump's presidential campaign despite his indictment on the classified documents boondoggle. That nearly same percentage of those polled felt the same regarding his alleged falsifying of business records that the liberals keep bringing up. Well, one man who has always stood in Trump's corners, MMA legend, the king of elbows and UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz. Sir, first off, I just want to say what an honor. I grew up watching your fights, your ground and pounds, and I was like, this guy is, is a real hero to me. That aside... One of the things that I, I think that, you know, MSNBC has tried to set a, a, a number of tough people apart from the actual uh, movement of politics. But why is it that the toughest people I know not only are some of the nicest people I know, but they all gravitate towards Donald Trump? Well, I think we uh, put ourselves literally through hell during training. And when it's time to compete, we want to get our hand raised. Uh, we want to live this American dream. And Donald Trump has done that and has I've known Donald Trump since uh, 2001. Um, he gave us the opportunity to fight at Trump Taj Mahal. And I know he's been closer to the Dana White ever since. Uh, 2016, he ran for presidency. I had to back him because I knew what type of man he was. I have huge respect for him. You know, for being a billionaire to step in this uh, political world, it's kind of sabotaging to do this. And he was willing to do it. And it wasn't just for himself. 
Um, this is for his children's future, his children's children's future, and for our great country that we have of America. Um, he's fighting for us. And as fighters, we know what it's like. I've traveled the world and fight in a lot of different places around uh, this world. And it's always nice to come back to America. And right now it is the most scariest time for me, for my family. You know, when I was in Huntington Beach, I moved uh, here to Florida. I'm in Cape Coral, Florida. And I was on city council there. Um, I was mayor pro tem there. I saw the agenda what California was going to push. And I couldn't do it. I had to step away. I sold everything. Um, I moved here. And it's kind of crazy to say it's nice to be back in America here in Florida. Oh, yeah. Another happy Floridian. UFC Hall of Famer Tito Ortiz, the former mayor pro tib of Huntington Beach, California, on city council. Who knew? What is it that has driven people to support a fighter like Donald Trump for all the things that he's done? They just keep on, he keeps on hitting and hitting and hitting. And are we able to go back to the old Republican Party or is that the way it is? Um, I, I believe in Donald Trump. I just think that his, you know, his, his aggression uh, to fight for this country is important, not to just fold and, and follow for any political or uh, democratic view that they have. Because what they're trying to do is weaken our country from the within mm -hmm. without firing one round towards this country. And it's scary because I was able to touch politics a little bit, and I'm glad I got out of it when I did. But at the end of the day, I'm a civilian that care about this country, care about the future of my children. And when they grow up and become great men, have uh, families of themselves. But all my community here in Florida, it's just amazing to see um, the support that I do see that Donald Trump does have. You know, and DeSantis running, um, it's just not his time right now. I love DeSantis, what he's done. I was here um, right after the hurricane, two days after the hurricane, helping out with the community of Cape Coral and Fort Myers. Um, but what, what uh, DeSantis is doing is just not his time yet, in my mind. He's an amazing governor. We don't want to lose him here in Florida, but uh, his time will come. But right now, Trump needs to continue his hard work and dedication to this country and the future of uh, our, our you know, republic. It's really important to this country. Some great comments from former UFC champ Tito Ortiz with Carl Higby, host of Frontline. That is 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And Donald Trump is unlikely to participate in at least the first two Republican presidential primary debates. This news coming from Trump's longtime advisor, Jason Miller, telling Newsmax that Trump's polling numbers are so high, it wouldn't really make much sense for him to take part in the first few debates. And don't forget, Newsmax is available on most major cable systems like Comcast, Xfinity, AT&T, Spectrum, Cox, even Dish and DirecTV, as well as your favorite platforms like Apple TV, Amazon, Roku, Zumo, and more. And be sure to download the Newsmax app. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Hit up the Twitter and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks. Every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.